Hey everyone, this is Britt Lightning from the band Vixen, and you're listening to the Far Out Podcast with Frank Hannon. Give it up for Vixen! You are listening to the Far Out Podcast, episode 20, brought to you by Gibson Guitars and the Monsters of Rock Cruise. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Far Out Podcast. This is the Far Out Friday preview, preview of our live stream concert coming up Friday. That might be tomorrow if this is Thursday (laughs) of the live stream Facebook concert live from the Monsters of Rock Cruise Studios. We are going to drive down from Sacramento, California. The boys in Red Voodoo, JT Lux and myself, we're loading up the trailer and heading down. But on this episode, we are going to talk about the show and we are going to have a special guest, Britt Lightning, the lead guitarist of Vixen. I interviewed Britt Lightning on the Monsters of Rock cruise last February. She was on the cruise with her mom, and it turns out that they love horses just like I do, and it was a great conversation. We talk about getting in the zone with horsemanship, and we talk about surviving the ups and downs of the music business. And since this interview was recorded, it turns out that Britt Lightning is the host of the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp Masterclass online series that you can sign up and join in on some masterclasses with legendary artists. I'm looking at their website right now. Mike Kroger from Nickelback, Vernon Reed, Mike Klink, the legendary producer, John Five on guitar. Uh, You can interact with Jack Blades from Night Ranger, Joel Hoekstra. Let's see, who else is on here? Marty Friedman. I mean, the list just goes on and on. It's a killer program. And guess what? Yours truly, Frank Hannon, will be doing a class. It looks like September 8th, but please check out the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp rockcamp.com website for further details about my class and all these other killer classes. So I'd like to thank Britt Lightning for this great opportunity. She's going to be jamming with us Friday, July 31st with Red Voodoo. We're going to do a tribute to Sammy Hagar. But right now I'm going to play you another piece of this Vixen live track where Britt Lightning is shredding on the guitar. Yeah, that's the guitar solo from a song called Rev It Up, a Vixen live track, and that's Brit Lightning. She will be joining us on stage with Red Voodoo doing our tribute to Sammy Hagar Friday, July 31st. That's coming up tomorrow night if you are listening here right now. So, hey, before I get to the interview with Brit Lightning, I'm going to talk to Red Voodoo. That's right, Red Voodoo, the main attraction of tomorrow night's show on the Monsters of Rock Crew's Facebook live stream show, The, the Far Out. Out Friday.
All right, you are listening to the Far Out Podcast. This is the Far Out Friday preview for the Monsters of Rock Cruise studio show we are going to do Friday, July 31st. 2020. The year is 2020 and we're going to rock it. We're going to come out of the lockdown, out of the isolation and go down to LA to rock out with Red Voodoo, JT Lux, Britt Lightning and myself, Frank Hannon, your host of the Far Out Podcast. Right now, I am sitting in the studio here with the boys from Red Voodoo. What's happening, guys? Nothing much. How about you? I've got Dino, Drew and Nick. Nick, Say hi to the world. What's up, people? How you doing? That's Nick. He plays drums. And we got Drew, the bass player. <laughs> the guy with the biggest balls in the band. <laughs> I want to say that, man. <laughs> no? Oh, who, who, now who has the biggest balls in the band? Oh. <laughs> Probably Nick. Oh, Nick. Nick does. Nick yeah. the brick. The brick. <laughs> Uh, I'm just playing around. These are young guys. I should I should actually set a better example for you guys. I'm just having fun, though. Anyway, guys, it's great to have you on the podcast. Dino, I'm going to talk to you first, man. All right. How excited are you to be rocking L.A. and actually going nationwide on the Monsters of Rock Cruise studio? What do you think, man? You know, it's, it's really just a dream come true. You know, a year ago... Uh, we were just playing bars and, and pubs just around the uh, Sacramento scene. And now, you know, fast forward a year and we're, uh, you know, playing Monsters of Rock Cruise live stream. It's, it's really cool. In the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like it's almost like Woodstock in a way. Yeah, it's, you know, this is a, a chance for us to bust out of this isolation. But really what has busted us out is the song that we wrote together and called Rise Up. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're really proud of Rise Up. Well, I'm very proud to have worked on that song with you guys. And it's been a lot of fun producing you. And I'm really excited to take you down and expose you to the world live this Friday. Right now, I'd like to talk to Drew. Drew is the bass Right man. on, right on. What's happening, Drew? What's going on, everybody? So, Red Voodoo, man. How long have you been in Red Voodoo, bro? Uh, let's see. I think it's been about a year now. They found me on a... Craigslist ad. Uh, I remember my dad was picking me up from school and he told me about this Van Halen cover band that needed a bass player. I don't know how, I just remember it was raining outside. I don't know why. So you were uh, originally a guitarist? Yes, I was. Did uh, you sing too? Uh, a little bit here and there. Just a little bit? Because you sing excellent background vocals. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, most of the singing I did was pretty much with Red Voodoo. Well, I think it's really cool that the guys found you on Craigslist, of all things. Yeah. Because uh, what I really like about Red Voodoo is the chemistry. Obviously, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I, I think you are. I think you are aware of it, that the four guys that make up Red Voodoo definitely creates a sound. You know, and as a producer and as an outside person who appreciates bands, a group effort, a team of four guys together that create a sound. Yeah. And you guys definitely have that for some young cats. How old are you, Drew? I'm 17 at the moment. 17, man. <laughs> and Dino, the lead singer, he's 17. And Nick, let's talk to Nick. He's the old guy in the band. <laughs> hey, the, what's up? How you guys doing? The, oh, the ripe old age of what, Nick? 21. 21. <laughs> man, I don't even remember being 21, bro. <laughs> I'm in my 50s. After 50, you want to forget about it. But anyway, no, actually, I do remember turning 21. I was in Lakeland, Florida on the Def Leppard tour, and uh, it was quite the party. I bet, man, I bet. I was 19 on the Mechanical Resonance album, 
We were talking about that earlier. But anyway, enough about me. Nick, let's talk about you, man. I know you play a lot of instruments, not just drums. Yeah, I do. My main instrument is drums, but I also play some piano, which I started on. And there's always been drums in my house. I've seen pictures of me as a baby drumming. I also play guitar, bass, and I also sing a little bit. You also sing? Yeah, a little bit. I actually started out doing backup vocals in Red Voodoo, as we were before a teaser when we, in our cover band days. One of the comments that I get about Rise Up, the song, is the chorus and the backing vocals on that. And, uh, you know, that's kind of cool. You know, when we did it, it was all just one take in the studio. And uh, I'll play a little sample of Rise Up for everyone here on the podcast to check out the harmonies that I'm talking about. But let's get back to drumming, Nick. Who's your favorite drummer of all time? My favorite drummer of all time has to be Neil Peart from the band Rush. He's my biggest influence and has inspired me to be the drummer I am today. And the first main influence for me was Roger Taylor from Queen. I just loved his drumming since I was a baby and I can remember playing We Will Rock You in my high chair doing the beat and stuff. We uh, actually tried to uh, capture some Roger Taylor influence on Rise Up and that big tom-tom feel you do. Yes, we did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Roger Taylor is one of my favorite drummers, too. The the tom-tom sound that he gets is freaking awesome. And we can't forget his backup vocals. His vocals are signature. Yeah, yeah. Roger Taylor's killer. Let's give the mic over to Dino. Dino, what's happening, bro? Oh, just chilling, man. Just chilling out. Chilling out. On a hot day. Hot day, yes, yeah. Speaking of hot days, man, how hot was it when we shot that Rise Up video? Man, I think, oh, that was hot. That was about, what, 104 outside? I remember it because it was that hot. Okay, guys, so let's let's tell everyone um, how real this is. What have you been doing for the past two hours on my ranch? <laughs> uh, we've been picking up horse shit, Frank. <laughs> Excuse my French, but, you know, <laughs> just yeah. calling it what it is. Yeah, I call it horse trading, man. Horse trading, yeah. And I've been on the phone all day working my ass off trying to set up this Monsters of Rock Cruise studio, and the way where you guys are paying me back is by... Picking up horse crap. Horse shit. Horse shit. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, uh, I have a horse ranch up here in Northern California, and it's a lot of work. So these boys have been helping me keep the ranch cleaned up and maintained and landscaped. And, you know, we, uh, we've been learning a lot, though, so it's been a... It's been like summer camp up here, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, hand the mic over to Drew. I want to talk to Drew a little bit more. What's so, up? So, Drew, what have you done today on the ranch? Well, just like Dino said, uh, picking up a lot of horse shit. And then um, I was spraying down the... Uh, you were a hoser. Yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> yes. Getting the dust out. Yeah, using yeah. the fire hose. Yes. Was that fun? Oh, yeah. It's heavy. It's a heavy Very thing. heavy. My arms are sore already. There's like <laughs> over 100 pounds of water pressure for yeah. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 300 <laughs> gallons a minute. Yeah. yeah, literally like a fire hose. And what else did you do, bro? I also got to, uh, I learned how to use the tractor. I was pushing the piles of shit back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the tractor. Well, that's the theme of the Far Out podcast is, you know. Shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> no, musicians that can do other shit besides playing music. <laughs> right. Right. Frank Hannon Productions would like to thank Gibson Guitars, Kramer Guitars, and Epiphone Guitars, and Diadario Strings for all their support. 
Join us Friday, July 31st at 6 p.m. for the Facebook live stream concert. Far Out Friday. All right, I'd like to take this time to thank my great friend and business partner, Dwayne Surface. He and I have been working together for almost 30 years, and he does all the killer graphics that you see, the poster art that we will have for sale on the Monsters of Rock Cruise live stream, and he's the one that encouraged me to do this podcast. So, Dwayne, I love you, buddy. Thank you for all your support. Right now, let's get back to the interview with Red Voodoo. All right, guys, we are back on the Far Out Podcast. I am talking to the boys in Red Voodoo, and we are heading down to Southern California this Friday, July 31st, 2020, at 6 p.m. for the Far Out Friday rock and roll concert live stream from the Monsters of Rock Cruise studio. Boys, how you doing? Pretty good. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Doing great. Doing great. It's great to have you on the podcast. You know, you guys have been practicing your butts off. Uh, you've been working really hard. What do you have planned for the show here on Friday? You know, uh, a lot of it, you know, we've been really working hard on our original tunes. We have a pretty good lineup of our uh, original stuff showcasing our uh, talents with uh, some awesome Sammy Hagar covers we got going in a that's right. I want to let everyone know that we are planning a little mini tribute to Sammy Hagar. Yeah, yeah. And why are we doing that? Because Sammy Hagar is a big influence on the band and myself. As with, a singer? As a singer, yes. And a performer. <laughs> that too, yeah. All the way around. Yeah, tell everyone the first time you saw Sammy Hagar. I saw Sammy Hagar the first time with my dad in uh, South Lake Tahoe in uh, 2017. He was playing with The Circle. And um, after I saw that show, that was the first time that I wanted to be a singer, you know, just the way he was making, you know, everyone happy and dancing around. How old were you? Oh, man. What was I? Probably about 15. Oh, just not too long ago. Not too long ago, no. <laughs> no. Hey, Dino is 17 years old, everyone. He's the lead singer of Red Voodoo. Check out Rise Up, the single. Uh, it's got like 11,000 listens on Spotify. 12,000. 12, oh, we've reached 12,000 now. Yeah. Over 12,000, actually. Over 12,000. Killer, man. Yeah. Who would have right? I know, right? You know, isn't it cool how you can have just a couple chords on a guitar and a and an idea that you're feeling and an emotion and then turn it into something that people respond to? Man, it was it was really magical, I will say, you know, from the moment that I sent you that track and then just our progress that, you know, we've seen throughout, you know, making the song. It's just it was awesome. So getting back to the show this Friday at the Monsters of Rock Cruise Studios down in Burbank, it's Friday at six PM. July 31st, it's the Far Out Friday live stream, probably the first episode of Far Out Friday concerts. I'm planning on doing a bunch more here, probably try to put out a show a month, you know, I mean, why not, right? Right, yeah, you know, people need it, Yeah. especially now. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do interviews. Britt Lightning's going to be there. JT Lux is going to be there jamming with his band. That's his debut as well. Yeah, it's both our debuts. Yeah, it's both the debut of Red Voodoo and JT Lux. And I'm going to do a little music myself. I might even do a little tribute to Mark Farner. Yeah? You're going to pull off the I'm Your Captain, maybe? I've been practicing I'm Your Captain. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, Mark Farner of Grand Funk is another vocal influence, huh? Yeah. You know, uh, Grand Funk Railroad, that was the first record I ever bought. So, um, And they were also uh, Van Halen's influences. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you listen to Foot Stomping Music, it sounds a lot like Van Halen. I know that one on keyboard. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been trying to pick the perfect Grand Funk Railroad song for Red Voodoo to cover. We were going to do Some Kind of Wonderful. Right. But I think Foot Stomp and Music would be Oh, I love, I mean, I could play the keyboard on that. I know the lyrics and, you know. 
I don't think you knew that. I didn't no. know that, man. That's a surprise. But at this show, I'm going to probably pull out I'm Your Captain. I think, I think I'm going to do think? it. You think? You're saying it now, so, you know. I've been practicing it. I've been practicing it, and uh, I'm going to email Mark back. Nice. Mark Farner contacted us, and he digs Red Voodoo. Yeah, that was super cool. He digs yeah. the sound of the band. And I think Sammy's aware of you guys, too. Yeah, yeah, he is. I reached out to uh, Ken Jensen, who was uh, the bodyguard back in the day for Van Halen uh, since 5150, and is also the bodyguard of uh, Barrier Band Y&T. Yeah, Y&T's good friends of ours, man. And did you know that Y&T was actually going to be Sammy Hayar's backup band in the 70s? No, I did not. Yeah, a little trivia there for you. Yeah, and uh, Y&T's actually uh, where I met Nick. That was uh, where I met Nick, was at a Y&T show, Ace of Spades, Sacramento. Right on. Nick is your drummer. Yes. Yes, I am. Two years. So you guys started Red Voodoo. Yes, we did. Yeah. And then you got Dave, your guitar player. Yeah. So uh, Dave, actually, he started out on bass because we had a guitar player that uh, he never played a show with us, but um, he had some scheduling conflicts. So we had to let him go. Jeez, go figure. Scheduling conflicts? <laughs> right. In a band? <laughs> Being in a band is very hard, people. When you have to coordinate four guys and then you got to coordinate other people all around, it's difficult. It takes a village, yeah. for sure. Okay, so Dave switched from bass to guitar. Well, we and- figured out that, you know, we were playing Van Halen songs at the time. But, I mean, Dave walked in with his uh, EVH Wolfgang, plugged into my Marshall, and just played Eruption like no one's business. Dave smokes on the guitar. Oh, and yeah. he smokes the Van Halen. And then enter Craigslist and right. found this man right here. Right. Yep. And they found me. Uh, and state your name and rank for the record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Drew. Everyone, that's Drew. <laughs> He's the bass player of Red Voodoo. I'm the bass player. Yes. But you were a guitar player. I was a guitar player, yes. <laughs> well, I want to tell you, man, and I'm not jiving you. Since I've started working with you guys, it's been so fun to hear your bass playing has improved. Have you been learning some stuff? Yeah, I've been trying to use my fingers more, you know, incorporate like the, the yeah. slap sort of style. I never really thought that I would progress this far. Well, it's been a lot of fun coaching you guys, man. Um, we had a lot of fun recording Rise Up. We're in the middle of making a new EP. I'm really excited about the new songs. Mystery Girl, you guys are going to debut that at the Monsters of oh, Rock yeah. live stream on Friday. What other songs are you going to play, Drew? We're also going to play a song called KSA. What does that stand for? Kick Some Ass. Kick Some Ass. The song Kicks Ass. It does. Yes. It's very energetic. It's fun. Then we're also going to play a song we've had for kind of a while, but we recently improved called um, Bring It Back. Dude, and your bass licks on that song are kicking ass Oh, it's now. so, I love it. It's so cool. So what we did is we took an old song and we revamped it up. It's called Bring It Back, and we brought it back, didn't yeah. we? Yep, <laughs> yep. I'm looking forward to hearing that one live. It's a great song, and you and David do like a double harmony. Oh, yeah, the harmony, yeah. Harmony, bass, and lead guitar playing together. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be cool hearing those tunes. But I do want to get back to the Sammy Hagar section of the show because during that section, we're going to invite our good friend, Britt Lightning, to jam with you. Yeah, we're all excited to meet her too. Oh, she's awesome, man. I met her on the Monsters of Rock cruise here, and she's a great friend, killer guitar player. I'm really excited to hear her jamming with you guys on Only One Way to Rock. We're really excited about that song, you know. Uh, We played that song, Teaser, playing our covers. And uh, to hear the Live Without a Net with Brit on it will be really cool. 
Heck yeah. Oh yeah, we're doing the Van Halen version yeah, of it. Yes, the Van Halen version of it. So that's going to be a tribute to Sammy. We're also going to do heavy metal and one more old classic. I don't want to give away the whole bag of tricks here, so <laughs> yeah. I don't want to tell everybody what we're doing, but we are doing a tribute to Sammy Hagar. If anybody listening knows Sammy, would you please uh, get a hold of him and let him know <laughs> to tune in. My number is six. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> tune in on Friday, July 31st to the Monsters of Rock Cruise Facebook. Facebook live stream concert that we are doing. It's with Red Voodoo, JT Lux, myself, Frank Hannon, and our special guest, Britt Lightning. Be sure to tune in. We'll see you there Friday night. Yeah, that's Britt Lightning burning up the fretboard right there on that guitar. Britt Lightning will be joining us Friday, July 31st to jam with Red Voodoo, JT Lux, and myself from the Monsters of Rock Cruise Studios Facebook live stream page. Be sure to check out the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp Masterclasses hosted by Britt Lightning. You are listening to the Far Out Podcast. I'm your host, Frank Hannon. It is day five of the Monsters of Rock Cruise. I'm not sure. I've kind of lost count. (laughs) And I've made some new friends on this cruise. One of them is Britt Lightning, the lead guitarist of Vixen. And she's joining me now on the Far Out Podcast. Good morning, Britt. How are you? Hi, I'm so great. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm sad that the cruise is almost over. Right. This is the last day, I, I guess. I guess we got to get off the ship tomorrow. You did find my luggage tags outside the door. I, Thank you. Yep, yep. And all your disembarking information is there. Uh, if you have any further questions, you can go to guest services. <laughs> Well, thank you for that information. The theme of the Far Out podcast is I've talked to musicians who play guitar, play drums, whatever, but they also do other things outside of the box. And I discovered that you love horses like I do. I sure do. Yep. I grew up on a horse farm in Massachusetts. And I've been riding since I was about 10. My first experience with horses, uh, I was shipped off to a, a horse camp. I was kind of an unruly kid. And, uh, ah. <laughs> and um, you know, my dad had grown up on a, a dairy farm in Vermont and was just used to the hard work and hard labor. And he was like, you know, I want my kids to grow up with that work ethic and um, the patience and, you know, learning how to take care of things. And so, yeah, it's it's been ingrained in me, but uh, I love horses. Yeah, so you're a country girl at heart then. I sure am, yeah. I like I like a little mix of the city and the country, but yeah, nothing beats the country. I am talking to Britt Lightning. She's the lead guitarist of Vixen. Picture this, killer, flashy lead guitarist, but also a country girl mucking stalls. Yeah, oh, I've had my share of mucking stalls. <laughs> I sure have. Um, and I actually enjoy it. <laughs> I it's do too. It's therapeutic, right? This, yeah. Even just like, you know, the smell and putting down the fresh shavings and bailing hay and everything there's something like special about that yeah the the smell of horses and really the smell of horse shit is not that bad it's really not it's really not (laughs) (laughs) 
So we were talking a little bit about horsemanship and how horses can put you in a zone. Horses have taught me to really put myself in a zone of not necessarily doing what I feel, just kind of being lackadaisical, but actually really having to go for things. And uh, would you find that's true? It is so true because the horse is they're depending on you and you're in control and if you're unsure of yourself um, they're unsure and they don't know what they're supposed to be doing so it's almost like you have to be on for the horse so it's kind of like a larger purpose so I feel like that's why it's easier for me at least to do it um, but when I get on a horse like right away my posture is good and I'm like I'm just alert and in control and as soon as I get off you know I'm like slouching or just you know not caring or just more lazy and um, yeah so it changes your whole mindset I grew up doing a lot of hunter-jumper competitions, and, uh, you know, in jumping, you, you get further advanced, and you do these big four-foot jumps and stuff, and you can't hesitate. You have to be all in. You're coming up on a jump, and if you have any doubt in your heart or mind at all, as you're coming up to that jump, your horse is sensing that, and that's, you could be really screwed. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, because then if the horse thinks you're doubting it, then they doubt it, and they'll just stop. You can fall off. You could die. I mean, God, there's been some crazy accidents, so you have to be all in. All in, that's right. Yeah, you can't doubt or hesitate at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so with hunter jumping, I don't know much about it, but so it's a lot of forward motion. I mean, you have to go. Yeah, there's a course and a pattern. Um, you get judged on, you know, the way you take the jumps, your horse's etiquette, you know, how they look like they're kind of fidgeting with the bit or acting out. Um, and then the hunter one's fun because it's always a pretty landscape and you're jumping over like logs or chicken coops and things oh, like that. Right. And But you got to... I mean, there's always so much nerves when you're competing and you're at those shows. And the horses all sense it from the other horses, too. So it's like they're depending on you. So Well, they're a, a pack animal. That's a prey animal. And that's one of the things I've learned about them is that they're always looking for a leader and looking for the leader in their herd to, to follow, right? Mm -hmm. So us as humans, we have to learn that. I've learned that from horsemanship, that you have to be in the moment and make that commitment. Yeah, and focused and just present. Yeah. Like, sometimes it helps me, even before shows sometimes, if I'm feeling really scattered, like, meditating and stuff and just, like, breathing. Like, breathing into just, like, being present and and, and not distracted and just having clarity and kind of having just, like, tunnel vision. Okay, this is my job. This is the end goal. And this is how I'm going to get there. And, like, let's go. And, and no doubts. Yeah. I listened to a, a podcast with Mike Tyson. And it was really fascinating to me. He would be scared shitless in the dressing room getting ready to walk into the ring. And by the time he got to the ring, he had put himself in that zone mm. of like, it's do or die. I've got to do this. And so there was no hesitating for him when he would get in the ring. And I, I, I thought that was pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Because, yeah, if you, I mean, I know even... Like, I've had some gigs where, you know, there'd be really tough songs. When I was playing for this Latin artist, Alejandro Sanz, um, there was this bridge section, you know, it's a lot of kind of crazy flamenco-y chords and stuff, and I, you know, I would just get tripped up on this one section at every show. And um, the first couple shows, I was, like, thinking about it. It's all I could think about the whole show until it happened. And then, sure enough, since I was thinking like that, it wasn't as perfect as it could have been. And then as soon as I just, like, put it out of my mind and just, like, adjusted my mindset and just was like, everything's going to be fine. Like, I know this. I know this. I've done it a thousand times. I do it perfect in my bedroom. Like, there's no reason that this shouldn't work out right here, right now, just because there's some other people in the room, right? And then it passes by you. You don't mess up. You don't even realize it went by already. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, and then you're in that, like, kind of 
yeah. out of body experience zone where the it's, zone, yeah. yeah. The mind is so powerful. The brain is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And through practice, I mean, I've finally figured out that uh, through practicing, you can get more relaxed. Because with what we do with the cutting, you have to actually slow down, and there's a lot more backing. And, and stopping and backing, mm. you know, but you have to walk into a herd and be really convicted. And, you know, the, the horse is reading you, okay, which cow are we going to pick out here? But you have to be really calm and relaxed. <sighs> I need to calm down right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is getting, we're getting all worked up about this like, yeah. stressful situation. Yeah. But uh, so it's just like music. Okay, so let's switch over to your guitar playing. So we were jamming last night. We played Stranglehold. I noticed your licks. You have an old school style of playing. You, we were trading some licks off. Who, who are some of your biggest guitar influences? Um, well, I initially picked up the guitar because of Eddie Van Halen. Um, and when I started playing the first few years, I was really shreddy and stuff and really into tapping and sweeping and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, the fun stuff. Yeah, the fun stuff. Very And then, like, a lot of dime bag influence, a lot of, um, uh, you know, Randy Rhodes, Zach Wilde, Jakey Lee, all those guys, and um, just more, more on the metal side, though. Um, and then... Lately, yeah, it's been more like Stevie Ray Vaughan, David Gilmore, Joe Walsh. Yeah, um, slowing down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like uh, feeling more of like one bend than 80 notes. But both equally impressive, but sometimes even less can be more. How long have you been playing guitar with Vixen? Three years, I'd say. This is my third Monsters of Rock cruise with them. I did one Monsters of Rock cruise before that, and it was right after that I flew straight from the cruise I played on here with a different band. I flew straight from the cruise to Cher's house in Florida and had my audition. So, and then after that, that was it. And before that, you had told me you went to South America and did some tours? Yes, yes. I was playing for an amazing Latin artist. And, uh, and what was his name again? Alejandro Sanz. Okay. <clears throat> He's kind of like, I don't know, I kind of think of him as like the Bruce Springsteen of Spain. He's kind oh. of that vibe, very soulful. And um, but How'd you land that gig? Well, so I had my own band for... Uh, quite a while called Jaded. It was this all-girl rock band. Um, I started doing that when I was about 16. And then, um, you know, it's a lot of work doing an original band and not making a lot of money and keeping everybody happy. And It's a um, lot of work even <laughs> if you are making money. Yeah, yeah, right. Maybe money. Yeah, money People don't realize how much work this really is. I mean... It's a lot. It's a dedication. Yeah. You have to be dedicated. Cause if people knew how much work went into putting a song together and the whole, just the, every part of it. It's true, yeah. yeah. And also, like, I don't know how you are with songwriting, but, you know, like, we're working on a new studio album now with Vixen, and, like, I feel like I could revisit a song a thousand times and keep revising it and keep, oh, this bridge could be better, and, you know, so you can get stuck, too. It's So sometimes it's good to just have somebody, like, outside to just be like, okay, you guys are done. That's it. That, that version is fine. There's no more tweaks. Right. Move on. Get it done. Yeah, that's a fact, yeah. <laughs> Deadlines are important. But, um, yeah, so anyways, I kind of was at a little lull with, with the band, and one of my friends said, you you got to just start auditioning for people. Have you ever auditioned for anyone? And I said, no. And they were like, yeah, it's great. If you're a guitar player for hire, you just show up and play guitar, and you don't have to worry about anything else. Right. Um, and I was like, okay, well, that does sound good. So um, my first audition was for Lady Gaga, and she was replacing her whole band for this Monster Ball tour. I came really close to getting the gig. It was between me and one other guy, um, and I rehearsed with her and her newly formed band for about a week. And then at the end, um, 
she ended up picking the other guy, and I just thought, like, that was it. I I thought, oh, I lost my whole opportunity. Maybe I should just tr- go into a different field. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, one audition, and I didn't get it. And I was just like, well, my must not be my calling. Um, so I was really bummed. And uh, But then about six months later, I got a phone call from somebody that I met at the audition. They were auditioning for... Um, bass for her, didn't get it either, but they had played for Alejandro in the past and said he's looking for a new guitar player and he wants to change things up and I think you'd be perfect. So he sent me a YouTube link and was like, would you be interested in this? And it was like the stadium and it the, the crowd was so loud I couldn't even hear his the band or his singing at all. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm interested. And uh, so that's how that happened. So sometimes things happen for a reason. When you think things aren't going your way and, you know, sometimes it's meant to be, you know, sometimes... You can wind up at the same destination, but you take the scenic route instead of the direct route, but sometimes that's prettier anyways, so. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you're just going through this really hard time, and it's like, oh man, this really sucks, and then next thing you know, you realize it led you to a better place. Yeah, and the journey is important. Yeah. (laughs) The roller coaster of emotions is important, because you learn from that. Yeah, and it's definitely a roller coaster ride in rock and roll, that's for sure. (laughs) Always. Yeah. Like uh, Grace Slick said, when it's great, it's real great, and when it's bad, it's real bad, you know. Yeah. But uh, you get through it. You got to go through it to get to it. Definitely. Well, that's a great story. So you auditioned for Lady Gaga. You were down in the dumps because it didn't work out, and then it led you to stadiums. Yes. Yeah. And that was an amazing tour. We went all over, and it was a a three-year run um, with that, and so that was uh, quite the experience. That was, yeah. How did that lead you to Vixen? So I was in South America a lot, and I kept missing the winters in Boston. I was still living in Boston at the time. And uh, so when the tour ended, I came home in the winter in February, and it was just one of the most brutal snowstorms we ever had. And the streets were shut down for like four days, all the restaurants, everything. And I was just stuck in my condo and just having some wine by myself. And I was like, I'm so over this. I think I want to go to L.A., you know. Um, And I always had a poster of L.A. on my walls growing up. So I was like, it's time. So I started to pack up. I had everything ready to go. I was going to leave in just a couple days. And then I got a call for a a different gig um, that came from the Alejandro thing, actually, um, for uh, a top 40 act. And so I ended up postponing my my trip out to L.A. a little bit, did that tour. But it was a lot of back and forth between uh, L.A. and New York, doing a lot of, like, radio, TV stuff with this artist. So I got a good feel for L.A. before actually moving out there. And then, uh, yeah, and then I I came out um, four years ago. I've been out in L.A. for four years, and I just um, started playing around the local bars and clubs and the jam scenes and stuff. Um, and I was playing at the Lucky Strike in Hollywood, uh, did you, actually doing a jam for a pre-party for the Monsters of Rock cruise. Vixen's manager was there, and so he had seen me, and I think I had been uh, referred by some other people to him and the girls as well. Yeah. Well, you're a hard worker, see? So all that hard work that your dad made you do in the barn, it, it paid off because <laughs> yeah. you never gave up. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, really? you gotta, you gotta be. You strong. went through the ups and downs, and you moved out to L.A., which is very competitive. It area. Is. Yeah, so many awesome musicians. Yeah. yeah. You have a website? Yes, BritLightning.com, and then Vixen is VixenOfficial.com, and we're on Instagram and Facebook too. And uh, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so Great much. Great talking Craig. to you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for listening to the Far Out Podcast, episode 20, the Far Out Friday preview. Be sure to check out Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp Masterclasses and the Monsters of Rock Cruise Studios Facebook Livestream Concert Series.